Welcome in to the Sword Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Braden. And as always, I'm joined by the pineapple down south in warm and lovely Texas, Alan Pena. Alan, how are we doing today? I'm doing good, actually. Uh, just barely woke up. Obviously, when it's a great weekend, um, you want to do that. You want to sleep in. And also, uh, just had a great time on Thursday. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, you get it to a point when when yes getting gifts is great but when your gifts are mostly oh let's go to a ball game or hey let's go travel to to honolulu or madrid or london or or cancun that changes you're more of let's make memories let's travel and create memories and visit unbelievable places and gifts are nice like a shirt the shirt that I got or a books, but when it's about making memories and visiting cool and amazing places, that is worth a lot more. And that is something that you'll remember forever. So I, I would say I'm just, I just had a blast and we'll continue to have a blast. Yeah. Well, happy belated birthday from all of us here at the pineapple Community media, my friend. Oh, thank uh, you. Thank glad you. to hear it was a good time for you. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Home plate, behind home plate seats, man. Yeah, at, well, uh... we were at the right field. <laughs> right field. No, left field. My bad. We were at left field, and basically we were just cheering for, for someone to do something, and <laughs> and the Yankees did that, and and that was right after Kluber's no hitter. <laughs> pretty much. Yes. Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, as posted on social media, we're going to be talking about baseball and a lot of the issues that have come or stories that have come up in our next episode, um, such as, do you guys think baseball's having a no-hitter problem? Uh, or, you know, the unwritten rules have come up once again, uh, and we're going to talk about why it doesn't matter and all those things, but that's next episode. Alan, what's coming up this weekend? In fact, what's happening today? Oh, today in about, gotta make sure I got this right, an hour and a half. Oh, wow. That's two quick, hours. Man. We'll be having the NBA playoffs. Let's go. Ooh, <laughs> yes. It's finally here. Um, and we're gonna, we have interesting matchups. I don't think uh, of all the playoffs that I've watched uh, since. I would say 2000, 2001. I have never seen interesting matchups before, and I think several of them could go down the wire. And and it's just unbelievable. Like we always talk about the NBA. Oh, uh, we know who's gonna win. Uh, we, we're not gonna make go any deeper than that. This year, it's like I don't know who's gonna win. Even though we made our, we can make our picks and all, but I don't know who's going to win. So I think this will be an opportunity to to really break down, really go crazy with it, and and really just like see what happens. Just let it let it roll. Yeah, and uh, I I can agree more. Usually, you know, especially with NBA, um, you get a feel of who better teams but this year with it being so different 
Um, you really don't get that sense when you're looking at this bracket and some of these matchups. I mean, you can predict Utah's going to beat Memphis, but that's an easy type prediction, you know, like whereas when you get into some of these nitty gritty uh, matchups like the Clippers with Dallas or Denver with Portland or even uh, Knicks in Atlanta, Milwaukee, Miami, these are going to be intense matchups to watch. And you couldn't have predicted it any better than that, really. You know, and I think that's exactly what the NBA was looking for. And I know there was drama with the play-ins, that playing tournament that happened. Um, but, and so, obviously, those, we'll, we'll kind of mention them as we get ready to preview round one here on this podcast. But, uh, yeah, so, Alan, let's get right into it then. You know, like, I think... This is going to be a, an amazing playoffs. I mean, hockey's already going, and I, it, it's looking like the ads are going to sweep the Blues. Couldn't be happier than that. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, we're not talking hockey today. Let's talk some basketball. <laughs> okay. Uh, should we start talking about our thoughts in the playing? And before we get into who's playing who, uh, what, we need, what we're looking for in these matchups, because I, I think that will be something like, to, to really react, get our thoughts in, and then move forward into the matchups. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Do you want to start? Or yeah, to- I actually uh, I actually like the play-in tournament idea. Um, I think if it was done properly and brought up properly, I don't know how, that would, how to do it better than the NBA did it, but it all depends on how they – uh, want to do it right like I think the way they brought it up and implemented it probably wasn't the best way to do it especially with how the leagues reacted or with a lot of the players not liking it but when you look at the NCAA tournament or you it the way I you know before I get into that the way I thought of it it was basically just um, a wild card type situation for these guys, right? Like they they won a wild card. They had to play a wild card to get into the playoffs. And I love that type of situation as a fan. I love it. You know, like baseball wild card. Those are some of the best playoff games we'll ever watch. Um, football with I'm sure uh, our uh, NFL and football guy with with noble sports guy would be able to attest to this, but. Uh, the wild card game is one of the better games to uh, to watch in the playoffs every year. So you know it's when you think of it as like a wild card matchup as a fan, you love it. But when you think about the players, um, and in baseball, you hear a lot about this too. The players they hate it, um, especially when you have seventy two grueling, brutal games, and all of a sudden you lose one game and you're done. Um, well, as a player, you hate that idea, but at the same time, like, it just goes to show maybe you need a little, your team needs a little more, or maybe your team was a little on the downside this year, you know, like I'm sure had, uh, LeBron lost that playing tournament with the the Warriors, he uh, would have been spoken up a lot more than he already had did and complained about it a lot more than he already had but uh since he won you don't hear him complaining about it anymore (laughs) so i think you know when you think of it as like a one a wild card that 
all, every other sport pretty much has. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense for basketball to pursue this route. I think if they want to keep it in, that's if they do it right and not just as a cash cow for the league, I think it can be it can be done better. <clears throat> okay. Um, I never thought about it that way. Just the excitement and all. But um, I was curious. I was curious at first. Um, the reason why, like, I felt why they did it was just because what happened in the bubble with the Suns that they did not lose a game and they didn't make that play in that they should have had. And it was Memphis that did it. They now are in the playoffs. But but I knew right away with the Suns, once they got Chris Paul, they're going to be a better team. There, no doubt about it. Now, where they were going to be the number two seed, well, that was a, that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. But I was just curious. Okay, we're going to see what happens. Um, obviously, um, I did not ex- like with the Lakers and Celtics in it. Um, it was just um, the rest, just because they had two months to rest. They the Lakers just obviously coming off winning a title, and the Celtics just going six games in the conference finals but um the season they both had you kind of expected it a little bit but not to the magnitude that they had it mm-hmm. and so seeing them it was like yeah they got over they got over it they're not both in the playoffs but i think this should this should only be one season this year no more I think it just um, um, it ruined. Like for instance, if you're the seventh seed, it's like, are you kidding me? We have to play another game. And if it would have been eighth seed, I I, would, I wouldn't have any problem with it because it's the eighth seed. And if you're within like two or a game within the um, w- within the eighth seed, okay, you're gonna be playing that playing. I would have. That would have been no problem for me, just with the eight seed. But the seven seed, I I just did not like that idea, and and really um, now we won't see even Steph Curry and the Warriors play. Had they not had that playing, not using the seven seed, they would have been in. They would have played Phoenix. We would have talked about the how will Steph Curry carry this Warriors team? Can he do it? That would have been a question that would have been a question for a long time that we would love to see. Instead, we're not going to see that happen. And hearing commission, uh, the commissioner, Adam Silver saying, Oh, we're, we're going to have this long term. Um, if I'm like the players association and the owners, I would say no way. Like, I think um, it was great in all one season after next, after this season, get rid of it, like get rid of it. Uh, we're get it back to just the normal playoffs, like the first eight, the top eight qualify the playoffs, and just let let the players play and let them let them have their say on how they how they dictate to their teams and and also to the fan bases. I think that that is probably the best thing you could do. Just get rid of it, move forward as we're now moving forward in in daily life. I think the NBA should just be like, let's get rid of it, move forward. But if you're going to do the play-in, just do for the eight seats. Don't go seven. 
Just mm. go eight, and you're good. But my opinion, get rid of it. No, I, I, I can see that. I think if they keep it, they shouldn't make it for two seeds. Um, but I think they should, like you said, drop it down to the eight seed or restructure the playoffs so they only have seven seeds or something. I don't know. Like lower the amount of teams they let in. Um, but I think there's a way to do it. So if they decide they want to keep it, like the commissioner is saying, because I think, which means, because as he speaks for the owners, it probably will ha- stay in the league. Um, they'll have to restructure and decide how they're going to do it. So it'll be interesting. But because of the plane, we now have a clear picture of what our playoffs are going to look like, Mr. Allen. Yes, yes, we do. Why don't we start with the East and work our way west? Okay, let's do it. Which which matchup should we, do you want to start? Well, uh, the first one I pulled up is 76ers versus Washington. Okay. Um, well, Philadelphia, they were my pick to win it all. And this matchup, though, I will say, just looking at it, um, Philadelphia will still win it. But with Washington, when you have two guards like Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, you're going to be in every game. You're going to be in it because these guys there are – they play like big men. They're, they are at times. And I'm just like, how do they do it? And mostly Russell Westbrook because he just loves getting in getting in the lane to grab a board. That, it's, I think you're starting to see that again um, with guards rebounding. And I think the key is going to be, um, like, how does the Washington – I don't have a problem with their backcourt, with, with Beal and Westbrook. It's going to be the front court where how they're going to slow down Joel Embiid down low. I don't think they won't have an answer for him. Uh, They're going to have to double team, but then that's when you have Tobias Harris that that can go on fire and and be a leading scorer in this series. Ben Simmons is going to do his thing. Uh, Then you got guys like Seth Curry who can lights out scoring bunches um it's just gonna be that key how they're gonna slow down joel and beat can they do it and i just feel like the wizards don't have enough to beat them they'll get outside they'll get a win but i just don't see them um climbing that mountain to beat philadelphia I don't either. In fact, I don't have them win any game at all. I think Philadelphia is clearly the better team compared to the Wizards. Yeah, you got Westbrook and, uh, you know, his... his Beal. Beal, yeah, his partner in crime there in Washington. But that's it, really. And, yeah, this is a game of superstars, and two players can easily carry the team. But Philadelphia's got five guys like what? to what Washington has. And they have arguably the MVP runner-up. So uh, it's going to be hard for them to um, beat that and do well. I mean, the way the 76ers play is going to easily shut down the way Washington plays. Um, I, I, I just think it's going to be a relatively easy sweep for Philadelphia here. 
Okay, that, that's fair enough. I could see that happen as well. But I'm in a generous mood, so I'm going to be like, <laughs> okay, I'll give you one. And I think they're, they're going to win at home. They will. Oh, yeah. And especially with Philadelphia having home court advantage for this, it, I believe they have fans in the stands. That's going to really they're, – They're now – they're bringing in fans now. So they're, they've, had, they've had 50% capacity during the regular oh, yeah. season. Uh, they're going to start upping that up. Come yeah, it's going to be an easy win for Philadelphia then with how many fans they have in. Yeah. I, so, uh, yeah. I, I think Washington, I think their playoff caliber, I think they just need a few more pieces to kind of get up there. And what you can argue, the season, the way it was structured and all these things and injuries and all that. But in the end, I think they just need a couple more pieces to actually pull them over that hump. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Alan, were you surprised by the Knicks being good again? The Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks. I probably should have mentioned them as far as teams moving forward, and I would have been like, the Knicks! The <laughs> Knicks! <laughs> well, uh, to Dude, be honest, I can't believe it. I, I couldn't believe it, you know? Um, but a lot of it, uh, it has to do, like... With the with several people on power from the Knicks, the owners stepping back and letting the general manager, the president of basketball operations, and the coaches do their job. And my Rockies um, do that. <laughs> and yeah, because that's what happens. We always talk about them, and and really, um, I think the Knicks—they've been a very surprising team, and also they are. They're a tough team. I think really, I believe really uh, going against the Hawks, um, it's going to be a very interesting matchup. But the Knicks, though, they are a team that they're not going to quit. They, they, uh, they have a, an all-star player who I believe will win most improved player in Julius Randle. And the guy can play. I think really he has found his home in New York. He has, and that is a guy that I would build around, and I think the Knicks will build around him and R.J. Barrett. And and then even having Derrick Rose come off the bench and provide leadership for them, provide the guy some scoring punch coming off the bench. And, and then when you have a, a great defensive coach, a coach who can who is all about bringing in the culture, Tom Thibodeau, they they have improved because of that, and the Hawks. Meanwhile, they got an excellent, I would say, a Steph Curry 2.0 and Trey Young. Uh, John Collins is also a great, a good power forward. Um, they got some shooting as well. Um, but the thing is, both of these teams um, don't bring a lot of experience, not mm-hmm. a lot of playoff experience. This is going to be the one series that it could go either way. But I believe the Knicks uh, will, they'll just, because of how they play, they won't, they will be, they'll beat the Hawks, I would say six games. It's, it's going to go back and forth. Yeah, yeah going six too. The Knicks are, will be moving on. They'll be facing Philadelphia and, and it's going to be, a, it's going to be a great, ma- a good matchup, but six games for the Knicks. Yeah, I think 
it's going to it can easily go either way in this case um i don't necessarily have a clear winner either way just looking at it um but i i agree with you in that i think it's the knicks i think they're they're uh, trying to prove not only to their fan base in new york in general um but the basketball world in general that um, we're no longer uh, the joke of the league, so to speak, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it's good for the, for like the league when the Knicks are in the playoffs. It, it really is. We could talk about Boston. We could talk about LA, but New York, it adds a different flavor to, mm. to how they play. Cause a lot of it, it's, it's, you could consider New York as the Mecca of basketball and, and it adds that. To, to the league and it also to the game of basketball. When you see the Knicks in the playoffs, it just, you get to see more of what the NBA is all about. Yeah, you do. And I think the Knicks, they're, they're, they're trying to prove something, I think, this year. And uh, I think it's going to go six. And I, I'm leaning towards uh, the Knicks, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks win it. But, uh, so I won't be surprised if Atlanta goes on, but I think it's going to be New York. Fair enough. Awesome. So uh, we have basically Giannis versus Miami. Oof. I don't know who's going to win. This is this is probably one of the best matchups in this. I do in agree. The Eastern yes, Conference. a rematch of last year. Uh, how it ended with Giannis not playing Game Five was tough, and. I think the good this is and I and this is a good thing for for Milwaukee. I would even say this is a good thing for Giannis. He was not a finalist for the MVP award. So I Mm-mm. would say, does he have pressure? I would say yes, but also I I believe that Giannis realizes, you know what? I know I'm the man. This is my opportunity to prove that hey, I care about. If I don't win another MVP, but I win more championships, that's cool by me. And that will be something that it it, it will make Giannis better. Miami, though, uh, they're they're now healthy. They're stronger. This is just going to be – this is going to seven. Yeah, I'm ready that. to say that. This is going to seven games. Uh, it's, it's all going to come down to forget X's and O's. Forget about what game plans are you going to do, all of that. It's going to come down to how much do you want it? Mm-hmm. How much do you – what are you willing to do to win? And I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to pick because that's going to go down to seven. They're both great teams, both of these teams. They're, I would say they are capable of going to an NBA Finals and probably I would say lift – the um, and probably win it, but looking at it, this is going to be tough. I would say, oh, this is just tough, really. I would say Milwaukee will win seven mm. games, but it's not going to be easy. No, it's not. I uh, I don't know who to pick either. I, I can see it going six, seven games as well. Um, 
I want to lean towards Milwaukee just because, you know, they have Giannis and that can tip the scales in Milwaukee's favor. But uh, Miami, as you mentioned, they're strong. They're healthy. And for whatever reason, it seems Miami might just have Milwaukee's number when it comes to playing them. Um, especially after last year, I think maybe Milwaukee's got it. Obviously, the players will ne- would never admit it. They don't talk about that kind of stuff. Um, but, like, maybe I think Miami's in their heads a little bit. You know, they beat us last year. Can they do it again type thing? And I think because of that, with maybe a bit of a psychological element, I think Miami might win the series and move on. Um, but it can go either way, I think. But I also don't know for sure about that, whether or not Miami's in their heads with Milwaukee or not. Um, it could be, especially with how the playoffs happened last year and how that all went down, that, you know, they're, they're thinking about that maybe a little bit. Um, at least the fan bases are for sure, you know. So it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, I would just add um, that I wouldn't say it's psychological, but I think it's more like, like, we're, like, we're not going to let this happen again. And mm-hmm. to start off with Miami, that's going to be a test for the Bucks, Because Miami, look, they have nothing to lose. Nothing. It's Milwaukee that they, they're going to have to play for something. But at least Milwaukee will not have what they've had the past two years for best record in the league and, and all that and couldn't deliver. Now, this is a, I won't give them a pass either Mm-mm. if they lose. But this is where their time to prove. This is their time where can they really get over, over whatever obstacle they've, they've had for the past two seasons. We have yet to see that, but this is their first test, Miami. And I think if if they can find a way to stop Miami, then I think from there they'll be able to to move on and and figure out the same for our next opponents that we will discuss. Yeah, I I agree. I think the slight edges with with matchups and everything is with Milwaukee. Um, but Miami's proven they can stop that before. And yeah. I think it helps that Milwaukee doesn't have a, a lot of pressure on them this year in terms of we were the best in the league. We were, we had the best record. We had all these things coming in as a three seed, allevi- alleviate some of that pressure and allows them to just kind of play themselves be, and be themselves this year. And that can prove to be, uh, uh, I don't, I lost my word, but uh, fun, like the best thing for them. And, uh, yeah. Alan, I'm going to need you to take off some of your green-colored glasses here for this next matchup. <laughs> My green-colored glasses? I don't have green, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, well, um, the Nets. We're playing the Nets. The Celtics are playing the Nets. Um, and to be honest, I don't know if we're going to beat the Nets or not because it seems during the regular season uh, they did – James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant did not play together in those series. And I don't care. And it seems that during the regular season, um, we couldn't even beat the Nets without Kevin Durant. And when it was just Kyrie and a bunch of players, probably the only one I know is Joe, Har- Joe Harris and DeAndre Jordan and Landry Shamit. But other than that, 
I was like, and Blake Griffin. But other than that, I'm like, who are these guys? And we still lose to them. Um, do I believe in the Celtics? Yes, I still believe in them. Uh, but not having Jalen Brown, who's out for the season, it hurts. That second guy who could alleviate Jason Tatum. And, and it's just... Uh, it's just going to be tough. Um, I do co- I do question the coaching of the Nets um, with Steve Nash, his first playoffs. I know he's been in the playoffs as a player, but there's it's different from a player to a coach. And we probably won't see any of that happen in the first round. We won't. However, from the second round all the way, we're going to see that. We're going to really see, okay, does he really have the poise to handle the playoff pressure as a coach. And that's the only question I have along with how are James Harden and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving going to mess in the playoffs. They didn't play a lot of games together. They only had like two or three that they played they together. pretty well in those two, three games. So small sample size, but it seemed to work yeah. out pretty okay. Yeah. So we're going to see, okay, how are they going to do it? The pressure is on the nets though. It is. They For sure. basically, like they went Avengers all over. They brought in players. So the pressure's on them big time. A lot of people have them winning that, winning it. That's on them. I don't care. I don't care who you are. It is on them. And if they lose, I'm not going to give them a pass. Even if Durant is better coming back from injury, I'm like, they got you all these players and you, you can't even manage to get to the finals or, or something. Like the pressure's on them, um, but I, I really say this, but I have to think about the reality. Um, the Nets, they won't win in five. The only way this will extend is if Kemba Walker consistently is playing, like mm-hmm. averaging twenty, like twenty-two a game, and just big time is killing it. Uh, this is going to be a huge task for the Celtics to overcome. And in other years, I would say, oh, we'll beat the Nets. But this year with injuries, with um, a lot of with a lot of on the court play that I was just made me frustrated. I think I would say it made me frustrated more this one a little bit than the one that happened in 2018-19 where we, we were loaded, where we're like we're swimming, we're dreaming about. Oh, we're with with the championship throne with Banner eighteen. That's what we're dreaming about, and we get crushed in the in the next round against the Bucks. And uh, this is going to be something that, as a lesson, like that we need to improve. But right now, I believe the Nets will will beat us in five. Yeah. Um... I think it's going for um, four or five. And I think it's the net series to lose. Um, if they basically implode, it's going to Boston, I think. Because Boston can take advantage of that. But other than that, I think it's the net series to lose. Um, I think this is one of the few clear-cut series in the entire playoffs right now where you can easily kind of pick the winner. Um, we've kind of come across two of them. And other than that, that, I think there's maybe one more as we look into the Western Conference, but that's about it. 
and uh, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. And now as we head west, um, it's also wide open. Um, I don't know who's going to win either, but we'll break that down right now with Memphis going to the Rocky Mountains (laughs) to face the Utah Jazz. Yeah. um, I know a lot of people in the region where I'm living are picking the Jazz, and I I agree with that. I think the Jazz – the only problem with me picking the Jazz right now is they've been kind of in a downward slope going into the playoffs. Um, they haven't been playing as well uh, for whatever reason. They kind of been, I guess for lack of a better term, they've been slumping a little bit. And going into the playoffs, that can be scary. So the question is, can the Jazz wake, for, uh, for lack of a better phrase, wake up and play the way they were playing in the beginning of, this, of the year? And I think they will. Uh, now Donovan Mitchell is, about, is, is coming back from his injury. Mike Conley uh, will be good to go. So when you got those two guys ready to go, they're now giving chances to win. And they'll be ready to go. Um, would I be a little bit concerned because of that? Just a little bit. But they're coming back. They'll be ready to go. Uh, this. They'll be ready to go tomorrow. And the Jazz will win. I would give them five games. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say this is also good for Memphis. Like, the, like they're, I think they're the second youngest team to make the playoffs since the Oklahoma City Thunder in 2010 when they had Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. And this is good for Memphis. Make them making the playoffs. And we could talk as much as, oh, how come we don't have the Warriors, Steph Curry, but hey, John Morant, his second year in, they're in the playoffs. You don't see that a lot. No. Where a second year player leads them to the playoffs. It normally takes them three or four years to get them into the playoffs. He did it in his second year. Uh, so we're going to, th- this is where we're going to see Memphis see how they handle it, especially how they handle the fan base in Utah, where they have allowed probably the most fans. Yeah, they're the at 100% season. capacity, I've been seeing. Yeah, and I think now they're going to increase it. If I'm correct, hopefully I am correct, just because... Well, if they're at 100% just, right now, you can't increase it. Okay, <laughs> well, I think they should increase it, and... But I think they're at 100%, so... Oh, okay, so if they're 100%, well, guess what? Now, you're going to see the Jazz home court advantage, that. which... It is tough to play. I don't care who you are. I don't care what type of team you have playing in Utah. You have to have a mindset of, of we have to block that noise. We have to play our game because if we don't, Utah will take advantage of it. And they've shown in their history. And this is going to be a good test for this young Memphis Grizzlies team to move forward. Um. So they're not at 100%. Uh, they're allowing in about 13,000 fans, it's looking like. Um, and if the, and from what I'm seeing, uh, it, they'll uh, keep increasing, I think, as uh, time moves on. So, but 
those jazz fans, like you're saying, Alan, they're no joke. Uh, they're uh, easily one of the better better teams in this league, and uh, my only concern is is the slump that they currently have. Excuse me, going to continue into the playoffs, and if not, well, that then it's an easy four game for Utah, but I think it's going to take Utah a little bit to get going. So therefore I think it's going four or five games. Yeah, I do agree with that. Four or five. I will. And then we'll end that matchup with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next we got the Clippers versus Dallas. Now I got uh, Dallas in this. I don't, I I'm still a little down on the Clippers. Um, for whatever reason, <laughs> I just think it, this is going to be a great matchup for sure. But I think the way the Clippers came into this series really speaks to the Clippers' mindset for this playoffs. And I think that's going to be their uh, downfall this year. Mm, that one, this is going to go seven games. I can see that. Seven games. And they have no excuse. We mentioned it. They have no excuse. I will pick the Clippers on this one, but it's a more of a, uh, I don't know, because they're getting slack all over the place because they were saying, oh, you don't want to face the Lakers in the next round? Is that, are you scared of them? That gave me a vibe of a yes. But also, I can see why, like, for instance, Tyron Lue said, hey, we prefer health. That's what we're going to say. We want our players healthy. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that one. Because, hey, you want your players healthy and ready to go come playoff time. You do not want to miss anybody. Uh, Especially a key player or star. You don't. So, I get it. But it's also like, what's the problem with facing the Lakers? If you're going to beat the Lakers, that will be the perfect time to beat them. Not when you get to the conference finals, because by that time, if they move forward, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but if they move forward, they're only going to get stronger. And mm-hmm. and I will pick the Clippers to win it. Um, that does not happen here in Soren Sports, because they're the Clippers. Wait, but probably why are you? This why? Round, what was it? Why? We've always been down on the Clippers. I know, but... <laughs> It's going to go seven games. It will. Um, I think that Luca, because um, of what happened last year and how and how it folded, how it really did in the bubble, uh, they knew they probably should have beaten them, eliminated them in the first round. Then they, they would have, then the Clippers would have been more of a joke. But I, it's going to be close. I'm still picking the Clippers, but... It's more of a, uh, I'm picking you, but I don't, I'm just picking you because you're talented. I'm not picking you. I'm not picking you because I just don't trust you. That's how my pick is. Mm -hmm. If you get what I mean. No, yeah, I definitely get get what you mean. And I think while the Clippers are, I think they're in a net situation here that's their series to lose. But honestly, I think they, uh, they're going to lose it. I think last year, Luca didn't have the fans to kind of egg him on. 
and cheer him on throughout the playoffs. And I think that's really going to help him this year. And uh, I think we're going to see that energy and uh, it increase. So, yes, yes, we will. <clears throat> well, I got to kind of take off my baby blue glasses for this next series, Alan. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> we got Denver versus Portland. Alan, who you got? It's going to go seven games. Yeah, that's this, what a lot of people are saying. That's a division rival. Anytime you start with a division, it's like, it's got to go deep because you know each other already. Mm-hmm. You know each other, you know what's up. Um, this will be an interesting matchup. It, it will be. I know the Nuggets, they're going to get Will Barton back, which will help alleviate the scoring load of Jokic, mm-hmm. which even though he's going to still be the leading scorer, Mr. Mr. Do-It-All, but Barton will be there along with uh, Michael Porter Jr. to alleviate that scoring. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be huge. Um, I am picking Denver to win, though. I really am. Um, but it will go seven. It's just um, the reason why it's just because the Nuggets not having Jamal Murray to counter Damian Lillard. And I think it's, we will see that because of it. Because Damian will go off and... Who is going to go off for the Nuggets? Jamal will normally be that guy when, yeah. and when it's a matchup of point guards like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, I don't think they're necessarily worried about Damian Lillard. I think if you're the Nuggets, you worry more about the three point battle and other, like, that and the perimeter battle because you don't necessarily have the, the defenders to worry about. Just focus on Lillard. I think if you're focusing on Damian Lillard, that's how you lose the series and lose the game. Um, and so I think Denver's got enough to kind of slow him down. I mean, we have Aaron Gordon. He's been really good defensively for us. Uh, we have Faku Campazzo, and he he might not be the best offensive player on the team, but he's pretty nasty when it comes to defense. His yeah, that is being, true. I've, I've being smaller in size on an NBA court really helps you out defensively. Uh-huh. And I think that's going to come into play, especially if he's going up against Damian Lillard at points. Um, when you're smaller on the court, it kind of you kind of have a little bit of advantage in that. Um, but yeah, not having Jamal Murray on with who tore his ACL really hurts the Nuggets in this deep playoff run. Um, but honestly, I think it's Denver over Portland. Uh, when you have the MVP and Nikola Jokic and you, you have, you know, we have Aaron Gordon, who's, uh, we have Michael Porter Jr. Who's picked it up offensively, uh, and been doing really well as kind of like a substitute duo with Jokic on the, on the court. Uh, you know, it makes you see what it's it's making you start to kind of uh drool a little bit at the thought of what can happen once jamal murray comes back with the big those big three and what can happen offensively with those teams um will barton's coming back pj dozier should be coming back soon um they're not they're not worried about them they're going to not make sure they're healthy 
We have Monte Morris who's back. So we, a lot of the players that are going to be helpful for us are back. Um, but it's it's just going to be interesting to see because last time these two played in the playoffs, the uh, we Denver watched Portland celebrate in, in Ball Arena uh, as they moved on. And I think while the team's different, the fans definitely haven't forgotten about that. And uh, I think the fans are going to make sure they cheer after extra hard for Denver and uh, maybe be a little louder against Portland. And especially with uh, Denver having more fans in the crowd than Portland does and their home courts, I think that's going to really help Denver out in this matchup. Yeah. I mean, we saw what it did for the ads this year. <laughs> Those first few games, like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's going seven. It will. It's gonna I, go I could see it going six, too. Um it all depends on how Denver plays in Portland, I think. I got I can see Denver winning these first two games, and if they do that, it's in their control. Um, but it all depends on what can Denver do once they go on the road to Portland. And it'll be interesting to watch that. Yes, it will. Yes. Hopefully it'll be like the Avs and they take a commanding 3-0 lead right in that game three. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. But in the NBA, Never predict, though. stars in the NBA, the stars dictate if it's going to go seven or sweep or whatever. But I mean, that's true. But we do have the MVP the this NBA year. So that's, it. that's in our favor. Yeah. Um, this next matchup, Alan, uh, it would have been nice if we could have seen them more higher on the Suns in the preview than than we actually were. I think we were lower on the Suns than we should have been. A little bit, yeah. Um, obviously, uh, it played a role that both LeBron and Anthony Davis were injured, missed pretty much half or more than half of the season. Um, uh, this matchup, though, um, it's, it's going to be tough. Um, it's just the question of the sense experience, the youth. Like, yeah, it's energetic, they're athletic, but it's going to come down to can they, when the pressure is on, can they handle it? I have yet to see that. Mm-hmm. And I normally don't do this. Um, I'm a local, look, I'm from Arizona, a local guy. I've been to the, I've been to Suns games many times, but I just think the Lakers, they will get it. They're, they'll beat them in seven, but it could go either way because really um, the Lakers, they're only one injury away from not repeating. If, AD go, if Anthony goes down, I think they're done. And yeah, LeBron can carry them, but the problem is Anthony Davis adds another element to them where if LeBron is struggling, Anthony will pick up the slack and he's going to be the one mm-hmm. killing it. But with LeBron is struggling, then who's going to do that for the Lakers? Who? And I know some say, oh, but they got Andre Drummond. Andre, at times, he's, he's not a guy who's going to be like, hey, give me 23 and 17. He's done it. But he's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to do it consistently like Anthony Davis. And that will be the only question. Both teams come with questions. Both of them. Mm-hmm. 
both teams. And it's just going to be who is the team that's going to answer it. And for how long? That's why I'm going with the Lakers. But it's going to be seven games. In that Western Conference bracket that we just broke down, three of the matchups, the 4-5, the Mavericks, the Clip, and the Clippers, Blazers, Nuggets, and the Lakers and Suns, they're all going to go to seven games. Mm. It's going to happen just because um, there's a lot of question marks on these teams. There's a lot of superstars who need to prove themselves. And, and also, it's all about how much do they want it. And that is going to be a, a very interesting playoffs coming out of the West. But yeah, Lakers and Suns, it's going to be close. And also, we got to see Devin Booker in the playoffs, finally. Mm. Now we're going to see him okay. He's always mentioned as one of the top young players, top scorers. This is his chance. This is his chance to prove in a big stage against the defending champions. Can he handle it? Chris Paul, it's like, okay, can he lead the Suns? to a conference finals or an NBA finals. Can he do it? And because he's had moments where great player, one of the top point guards in the NBA, but sometimes in the playoffs, he falters or he does falter. So this is where if the Suns do beat the defending champions, that's only going to help them in the playoffs because you beat when you beat a t- like Richard said it in the pre in the pre war I think it was Orlando one of those two mm-hmm. when you beat a LeBron James led team you are no you you're normally going to win a championship because if you or make a deep run because if you can beat LeBron James in a seven game playoff you can beat anybody yeah and Honestly, I think I'm going to give the edge to the Suns here. I think with the way the Lakers season has gone, with them being so battered up and beaten up, that that's going to affect the, the Lakers this year. Um, I mean, you could tell, like, while LeBron went off in that playoff game, I don't know if he has it in him to do it all playoffs. I mean, it's hard to bet against, you know, one of the greatest players in the league. Um, but like you said, he's coming – He's one injury away. Same with Anthony Davis. If either one of them goes down, Lakers are done. There's no doubt about that. And when you're coming off of injury like those two kind of are, it it raises your stakes a little bit. Yeah. And also, I just want to add something else that um, I know some Laker fans are going to give me slack about it, but I would say um, protect – please, please – Protect LeBron and AD. Do what you can. Um, let them go hard enough. But if they get injured, I'm, and you hear they're out for the season, you can kiss your championship goodbye. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they make a deep playoff run. Great, but they will feel, even if they don't feel the effect of losing them against Phoenix, they will feel it when they either face Denver or Portland. And then if they have to face Utah or the Clippers or the Mavericks in the conference finals, they will feel that. Or if they get to the finals, 
don't definitely feel it and they can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So it all depends on, I mean, every series is based off of injuries and whether or not they happen. I think in the Lakers' case, especially. So, yeah, I I do agree. I don't know what else to say about this, but all I have to say is the playoffs are here. It is now twelve thirty. We're only it starts at two o'clock Central Standard Time. I know in Idaho it's one o'clock, Arizona, California, noon. So. We're going to have a great playoff series. This is where we're watching every step of the way. And these matchups that we just covered, they're only going to get better. So watch the playoffs, whether you have ESPN, ABC, TNT, or NBA TV, tune in, watch the games. Because I'm telling you, it's going to go either way. These playoffs this year are so different that we don't know who's going to win. And that is the beautiful thing about sports. Not knowing who's going to win will only make you tune in. Agree. All right. As we wrap it up, Alan, let's uh, get things ready to go here and I'll pull up our outro. But uh, Alan, playoffs are a fun time of year, right? Yes. And what comes with playoffs? A lot of trash talking between fan bases, a lot of fun rivalries. Um, rivalries are born and made in the playoffs. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens as these playoffs go forward, as you, you mentioned. And uh, it's all in, it's all for the fans. So uh, make sure fans, you cheer on the teams that we covered if you're in the basketball. If you're in the hockey and playoffs going, uh, Avs are up 3-0. Vegas has come back in their series. They're up 2-1. Um, so, but yeah, so I don't know how else we can keep going except uh, tune in next time where we're talking about uh, baseball. Do they have a no-hitter problem? And if they do, how do we solve that? And uh, we'll go from there, but we'll see you next time, everybody. Stay safe out there, and we'll just ride this out. And keep positive. Be positive. Also, don't forget to look for our social medias. All right, we'll just ride out the rest of the song here. Here we go.